Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bear of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. America is a land of heroes, a place where greatness is born, where destinies are forged and where legends come to life. This is the home of Thomas Edison and Teddy Roosevelt, of many great generals, including Washington, Pershing, Patton, and MacArthur. This is the home of Abraham Lincoln, Frederick Douglass, Amelia Earhart, Harriet Tubman, the Wright brothers, Neil Armstrong, and so many more. This is the country where children learn names like Wyatt Earp, Davy Crockett, and Annie Oakley. This is the place where the Pilgrims landed at Plymouth and where Texas Patriots made their last stand at the Alamo. The American nation was carved out of the vast frontier by the toughest, strongest, fiercest, and most determined men and women ever to walk on the face of the earth. Our ancestors braved the unknown, tamed the wilderness, settled the Wild West, lifted millions from poverty, disease, and hunger, vanquished tyranny and fascism, ushered the world to new heights of science and medicine, laid down the railroads, dug out the canals, raised up the skyscrapers. Our ancestors built the most exceptional republic ever to exist in all of human history, and we are making it greater than ever before. This is our glorious and magnificent inheritance. We are Americans. We are pioneers. We are the pathfinders. We settled the new world. We built the modern world. And we change history forever by embracing the eternal truth that everyone is made equal by the hand of Almighty God. America is the place where anything can happen. America is the place where anyone can rise. And here, on this land, on this soil, on this continent, the most incredible dreams come true. This nation is our canvas, and this country is our masterpiece. We look at tomorrow and see unlimited frontiers just waiting to be explored. Our brightest discoveries are not yet known. Our most thrilling stories are not yet told. Our grandest journeys are not yet made. The American age, the American epic, the American adventure has only just begun. Our spirit is still young, the sun is still rising, God's grace is still shining, and my fellow Americans, the best is yet to come. All right. Good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon. Wherever you are in the world, my name is Josh. That's Vince Tagliavia. Welcome to the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy. And uh, the best is yet to come. 
And I'm an optimist on this, I'll tell you. And that is probably the best Trump speech I have ever heard in my life. And good job on Joe M there for putting that together in such a uh, epic fashion. And, you know, there's a lot of change going on right now in the world. And I, I wrote this on the social red pill earlier, and we were talking about this kind of like the last few days, me and some other people, that we, we are in the midst of chaos. Th this chaos is planned. This chaos is necessary for them. Okay. Um, we are entering a transitional state for civilization. And listening to that speech, which kind of almost brings tears to your eyes, right? It really does. Trump knew this as well. Trump understood that we were at this transitional state, that things were about to get chaotic and messy. And I want to say that he planned for all this to happen and he knew all this was going to happen. I don't know. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to guess on the things that I don't know, but what I can tell you is that the way that this is unfolding right now is showing me that we're going to get our country back. That is things proceed down this chaotic order, this process of, of disorder that is coming about the discombobulation of all things that when that system comes to this, this point, this precipice, if you want to call it that, it becomes vulnerable for both sides. They, as well as us, become vulnerable. And it's those who are most conscious and aware, those who are most understanding of the situation, those who rise up from the ashes and take those leadership roles that get to mold the new world that's coming about. And here's the thing is we have some global elites on this planet. I would say less than 3,000. And they don't care for you. They don't care for me. And their whole objective is to take resources, consolidate them into their own power, control governments, control economies, and have all the wealth, which they primarily already do. But see, that game only lasts as long as we allow it to last. Th that system only progresses as long as 8 billion other people allow it to persist. And with everything that's coming, the, the chaotic order of the world, the thing is, is even if there's 500 million of us left, that world cannot persist with them around. That they cannot win and be triumphant in this world, even if they implement a, a financial control system, even if they take over every government of the world, the people will rise up. The people will fight back. There is one thing that you learn from history consistently is that tyrants, tyranny, and oppression never succeed. They never last longer than the people who are willing to live under it. And see, sure. the thing is, is right now, there's too much of an awakening, too much of an awakening within the populace, at least here in the United States. And we can see this globally in other places as well. There's too much of an awakening to allow these globalists to succeed. So what we're going to see over the next six months, 12 months, 18 months, it is going to be unlike anything that we've experienced in our lives. It is going to be mayhem, chaos, 
but there's going to be glimpses of the light. You're going to see the truth unravel, the truth come before your art eyes, moving from dark to light. You're going to th see things unveiled that you could have never even thought of. And here's the thing is we're putting this in the hands of Congress right now to resolve these problems. I hope Congress understands that the American people have a very short fuse right now and that we're giving them the benefit of the doubt. We're giving them the chance. But if we don't see justice come fairly shortly, if we don't see things change, if they implement a system of CBDCs, it's all going to get burned down. I, I, think, I think they know this. Okay. And this was their insurance, the jabity jab jab, right? They have multiple partitions of insurance. But see, this is what they're moving towards. They understand that we're going to rise up, that we're going to get pissed off, and that we're going to try to take our country back. And this is why we're giving Congress the last opportunity to. And when I say that we're going to burn it down, this is metaphorically speaking, right? This is metaphorically speaking. But there's going to be people out there that literally burn this shit down. And what they burn down is not going to be government buildings. It's not going to be small businesses. I hope that those that are in that echelon of elite understand that we're not coming for the governments. We're not coming for the state capitals. We're not coming for the local businesses. We're fucking coming for you. You have to cut the head off the snake metaphorically speaking. And so this is where things are going to end up. If Congress does not do their job and Trump, he releases uh, his 10 point plan today. And I want to bring this up uh, in, if I can find it, I just had it a second ago, but Trump just released his 10 point plan. And I think that this is really important to look at right now because this is kind of laying out where we're headed in the world what is happening in the world, where we can be in the world. And there it is. I'm going to pull this over here. Let's go ahead and share this guy. All right, let's bring this up. Let's listen to Trump's plan to dismantle the deep state. Here's my plan to dismantle the deep state and reclaim our democracy from Washington corruption once and for all, and corruption it is. First, I will immediately reissue my 2020 executive order restoring the president's authority to remove rogue bureaucrats, and I will wield that power very aggressively. Second, we will clean out all of the corrupt actors in our national security and intelligence apparatus, and there are plenty of them. The departments and agencies that have been weaponized will be completely overhauled so that faceless bureaucrats will never again be able to target and persecute conservatives, Christians, or the left's political enemies, which they're doing now at a level that nobody can believe even possible. Third, we will totally reform FISA courts, which are so corrupt that the judges seemingly do not care when they are lied to in warrant applications. So many judges have seen so many applications that they know were wrong, or at least they must have known. They do nothing about it. They're lied to. Fourth, to expose the hoaxes and abuses of power 
that have been tearing our country apart, we will establish a Truth and Reconciliation Commission to declassify and publish all documents on deep state spying, censorship, and corruption. And there are plenty of them. Fifth, we will launch a major crackdown on government leakers who collude with the fake news to deliberately weave false narratives and to subvert our government and our democracy. When possible, we will press criminal charges. Sixth, we will make every Inspector General's office independent and physically separated from the departments they oversee so they do not become the protectors of the deep state. Seventh, I will ask Congress to establish an independent auditing system to continually monitor our intelligence agencies to ensure they are not spying on our citizens or running disinformation campaigns against the American people, or that they are not spying on someone's campaign like they spied on my campaign. Eighth, we will continue the effort launched by the Trump administration to move parts of the sprawling federal bureaucracy to new locations outside the Washington swamp. Just as I moved the Bureau of Land Management to Colorado, as many as 100,000 government positions could be moved out, and I mean immediately, of Washington to places filled with patriots who love America, and they really do love America. Ninth, I will work to ban federal bureaucrats from taking jobs at the companies they deal with and that they regulate. So they deal with these companies and they regulate these companies and then they want to take jobs from these companies. Doesn't work that way. Such a public display cannot go on and it's taking place all the time like with Big Pharma. Finally, I will push a constitutional amendment to impose term limits on members of Congress this is how I will shatter the deep state and restore government that is controlled by the people and for the people. Thank you very much. All right. So he talked about term limits. <laughs> Interesting. He talked about uh, moving the Bureau of Land Management to Colorado, which will actually create tons of jobs and move hundreds of thousands out of D.C. Um, and I think one of his plans actually to do is to it, it, to decentralize government control out of Washington, D.C., which is actually a really mm. smart idea. Um, now, right. here's the thing. Donald Trump... He's has a lot of pressure on him. I'm not going to lie about that. I'm sick and tired of hearing about Ron DeSantis. I, I could care less about his little feud with Ron DeSantis. Okay. Um, I yeah. don't care about Ron DeSantis. I think uh, we all knew two years ago in 2020 when Ron DeSantis signed that um, that bill that amended uh, one law specifically that allowed for the detainment of Florida citizens in the advent of a quarantine that we all knew what the hell was going on. That and was it. Yeah. Yep, we were all calling them out. And that was in 2020. I've seen a few of my buddies uh, posting, uh, who was the first one to tell you how bad DeSantis was? Who was me? And then another one. And I'm like, dude, I was. we were all talking about this in 2020, how shitty DeSantis was, and he better not run for president. Um, but there's, there's more that has to be done because even if he does those 10 things and does the 10 new super cities or whatever they are, okay, it's not going to make a difference. 
It's not going to make a difference until you systematically get rid of the money, the the financial and wealth incentive out of Washington, D.C. Until you Mm. cancel that lobby, get rid of them, push businesses, corporations in foreign countries and private interest out of Washington, D.C. You get rid of political action campaigns, PACs, get rid of PACs, push them out. Okay, you limit how much money a politician can bring in depending upon their constituents within their district, period. That only. Okay. Yeah. And you start making various laws that pertain to bills that these people create in which they can financially benefit off of them. In other words, if you're doing a ruling on Google, which is going to have a negative effect on Google, and it's a private session where the American public don't know it, and you go and short Google or sell off all your Google stocks before the announcement is made, you're under arrest. You're going to jail. You're losing your fucking position. This is what needs to happen. This is the type of reform and overhaul that we need. And if you want to get rid of the deep state, this is exactly how you do it. See, the government's not about controlling people. It's not about controlling a country. It's not about, you know, choosing and deciding which rights, freedoms, and liberties we're going to try to preserve today. It's about preservation of American sovereignty, rights, liberties, and freedoms of every American individual citizen. It's about standing up for the Constitution and doing what the Constitution strictly says is supposed to be done. And there's massive writings by the founding fathers specifically about this. Two things that can go immediately after those decisions are made. I will tell you, the 16th Amendment, the income tax. Firstly, 1923 was ruled by the Supreme Court of the United States of America that it created no new taxes. Therefore, it's completely oblivious. You don't need it. Good. Get rid of it. Just completely repeal that damn thing. The other thing, the Federal Reserve Act. The Federal Reserve Act is unconstitutional, and not for the reasons why the people have fought for it being unconstitutional in the past. 1972 Supreme Court case. Uh, I think there's a 1918 Supreme Court case. They okay. claim that the Supreme that the Federal Reserve Act is unconstitutional because it was not fully ratified by each state. Eh, okay, great. There's no way the validator proved this, but you want to know why the Federal Reserve Act is unconstitutional? Yes. Congress, in Article 2, has the right to do certain things. This is the right that the people give to Congress, their representatives, and say, hey, these are the powers that we instill within Congress. This is what you can do. Okay? In there, that's the ability to coin, print, and regulate money. Coin, print, and regulate money. Nowhere in there does it give Congress the authority to select a third party to dictate their authority. Nowhere in there does it say, we Congress have the ability to give our power to somebody else. It doesn't. So they're given their ability to coin, print, and regulate money to the Federal Reserve. They don't have that power. The people that created this country, the American people, did not give Congress that power or ability. The second thing is they don't have the ability to redefine money. They can't define money as a new thing, as if they did, as what they did in the 1933 Emergency Banking Act, as what many states are now trying to do. Okay, what many states are now trying to do in redefining money. Congress and state authority does not have that power. In the 1889 Coinage Act, it was defined what money is. And it's 180 grains of pure silver equivalent to the Spanish dollar of the time. 
as well as it's mentioned that it's equivalent to gold and silver values pertinent to that 180 grains. That's okay. money, period. That's it. Congress doesn't have the ability to redefine anything that is pertains to their constitutional powers. And that makes sense. If there's something in your the powers that are given to you, right? If Josh is like, Vince, I'm giving you these powers. Ba -ba -da -ba. And Vince is like, great, I got these powers. Now I'm going to go redefine the word so I have even more power. It doesn't work that way. It's, it's absurd. And it's absurd that people are continuing to go on with this facade. And that, you know, I, I hope that this video gets to Donald Trump. I hope that Donald Trump listens to the first 10 minutes of this broadcast of which I'm saying exactly what he needs to do. If he wants to destroy the deep state, if he wants to save America, if he wants to restore rights, liberties, and freedoms to the American people, this is exactly what you have to do. Number one, get rid of the lobby. Done. All private interests, foreign entities, corporations, businesses, don't care, special interests, don't care. Get the hell out of Washington. You have zero authority, zero say over any politician. Done. That's number one. Number two, you limit campaign contributions to elected representatives, to politicians running for office. You limit those contributions strictly to their constituents within their district. No more. They can't take in outside money and you cap that amount of money, $250, $1,000 that they can pull in per campaign period. So let's say that a campaign traditionally starts 18 months before election. 18 months, they can start collecting donations. And each citizen can donate up to an X amount of money, let's say $250 or $1,000. That means that that representative can only take in the amount of constituents times the max amount distributed amongst all candidates. That's it. It also becomes a system of checks and balances for elections because a person who's going to get the most donated money is most likely going to be the candidate that wins the election. And so it's a secondary system of checks and balances to make sure that our elections are safe and clear. Yeah, you get like rid of that. the Federal Reserve Act. You get rid of, of the 16th Amendment, the income tax. You go to the flat tax plan that they were talking about. You go directly back to the gold standard, reinitiated it. And here's the thing. If they went back to the gold standard and Congress was the one issuing and coining and printing money and the Department of Treasury was printing it up without debt and it was yeah. backed upon gold, I have no problem about a CBDC as long as that CBDC is non-programmable. And what I mean by non-programmable is that the allocation of central bank digital currencies, or let's just say that it's a digital currency. Okay. That a digital currency is programmed. This is for food. This is for gasoline. This is for rent. You have an allocated amount of this, and only 10% of this can be spent on this per week. As long as it doesn't have that type of programming, I could give two shits, because you want to know why? Gold and silver are still currency, because that is the backing of our country. And I can go out there, and I can buy as much gold and silver as I want, and if I want to go out there and do exchanges in the market, I get a little bit of their digital currency, and I go exchange it. If I got gold and silver to back my damn self. I'm telling you, this is what we need to do to restore the United States of America back to what the founding fathers specifically wanted. And if nobody's coming out with solutions like that, they're not going to resolve anything. I understand Donald Trump has to be a bureaucrat. He has to go in there. He has to say the right things, right? Yeah. It, it's, it's time to say the other things that need to be said. It's time to say that, you know what? We're going to dismantle the Federal Reserve. You know what? We're going to get rid of the IRS. You know what? We're going to get rid of the income tax. You know what? We're going to get rid of all taxes. We're going to get rid of, you know, capital gains tax. We're, you want to know how fast Donald Trump would get reelected if he came <laughs> out and said we're getting rid of the, of the capital gains tax? 
Yeah. All of Wall Street, all of businesses would jump all over him in support. If he came out and said, we're getting rid of income taxes, we're getting rid of inheritance taxes, we're getting rid of real estate taxes, we're getting rid of capital gains tax. What we're going to do is we're going to do a flat 5% on all transactions that incur within the market dynamic. And if you do the math, guess what happens? Make more money? Yeah, you make more money. (laughs) You, You make more money. And see, this is just just the absurdity of politicians. Well, you know, we got to be politically correct. We want to get the neocon vote. It's like, you know what? Fuck the neocon vote. Fuck the whole system. Ron Paul had it right. Get rid of the Fed. Get rid of the IRS. Get rid of the Department of Education. Get rid of the Bureau of Land Management. Firstly, the federal government. Can you show me in the Constitution that gives the federal government authority to own land? Anybody? Anybody? Can anybody anywhere show me in the Constitution where it says the federal government has the authority to own land? It doesn't. They don't. They don't have authority to own freaking land. Why do they? Guess what? That not reserved for the federal government is therefore reserved to the states and the people respectively, like the right to own land. That's the Tenth Amendment. That's exactly what the Tenth Amendment's about. But it's okay. for your safety and conservation of nature. You know, nature will be well better taken care of by farmers, by people True. who know how to tend and till the land. All right. Yeah, and you know what? I would, I would, right. I would go for a seventeen percent tax if I had no capital gains tax, if I had no inheritance tax, no real estate tax, no business tax, no income tax, and it was just seventeen percent done. I, I'm there. I'll do that all day long. All day long. So, you know, I, I I'm gonna I have a, a friend who who's friends with Trump. Cool. And they, they see him every Sunday. And I'm gonna send this to her. I'm gonna we're gonna clip that out. Okay. okay. We're gonna send that to her. Get this to Trump. And I've been thinking of actually writing him a letter because uh, I don't know. Did you see that he was on uh Clay Clark? He was on Clay um, Clark's show the other day, Pastors for no. Trump. Yeah, they wow. did a prayer wait. session for him. Oh, wait, I did hear about that. They shut it down, didn't they? Yeah, so the original call, it got shut down, but he came on again at the end, and uh, they did prayers for Trump. It was pretty cool. Nice. Uh, but if you're in Miami in May for the Clay Clark Reawaken Tour, mm. I'm 90% positive Donald Trump's going to be there. Beautiful. Okay? Because Eric and Don Jr. are already going there. All of his buddies are there. Cash, everybody. I'm almost positive Donald Trump's going to be there. And he said, Clay, I'll see you soon. <laughs> I so, bet you're right. Cool. And I'm going to be there. I'll be there with American Media Periscope. So Good. I'll be a pass. Yep. Nice. So, Are you guys going to stream from there? Um, American Media Periscope will stream. I'll be doing interviews and, and different stuff. Cool. Um, but, you know, this is an exciting time right now. And yeah. look, I don't want anybody to get discouraged about Trump being arrested. Okay. This is a dog and pony show. What they are doing is they're trying to hurt this man. I honestly think what they're trying to do here is they're trying to separate Donald Trump from his security detail and secret service. Oh, wow. I I truly believe that this is what they're trying to do. And then you have some crazy radical leftists come in and Ronald Reagan, Ronald Reagan, him or Robert F. Kennedy, Kennedy, him. Okay. That could be it, man. He is too much of a threat. Even though I disagree with 
what he wants to do. Okay. I mean, I don't disagree with it. I think it's a good plan, but it's not a great plan. It's not what America wants. The majority of America right now, they want a complete restructuring of the system because the system isn't working. Well, the system's working for them, but the system's not working for us. I don't think that politicians should be able to go into Congress and make millions upon millions of dollars based upon the information that they know. I think that's criminal. And here's the thing is if they're going to do that, they need to release it to the information. Hey, uh, you know, I'm on Fox news today, Marjorie Taylor green. I'm on Fox news today. I just had a closed door session. And uh, from that closed door session, I'm selling 10,000 shares of Google today. Doesn't have to tell us what the session's about, but she can come out and say that. If they're going to do it, they have to come out and disclose it publicly before any event transaction actually occurs. That's illegal, I think, too, though, because then it's going to affect Oh, because that's called insider trading. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, man. That's the point. You know, one of You're the most right. shorted stocks, most sold stocks over the last three weeks by politicians directly from unusual whales. Yeah. Do you know what you know what it one, which one it was? No. JP Morgan Chase. Oh my gosh. Yep. So uh in February, many politicians sold Goldman Sachs. We have Wells Fargo and JP Morgan Morgan Chase. Clifford Franklin, uh politician, sold a hundred thousand dollars worth of JP Morgan. Representative Curtis sold fifteen thousand dollars worth of JP Morgan. Uh we have um David Trone sold two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Of one bank, 100K of Goldman Sachs, $250,000 of another bank, and then $100,000 of Wells Fargo. But this is what I'm talking about. Why are these politicians benefiting, getting rich and fat off of the information that they're getting? That should be highly illegal. And you look, well, I'm going to put in term limits. I don't think term limits are going to do shit. Okay. As long as you have a lobby, that is pushing money into Washington, D.C., pumping money into PACs, you're not going to change dick in Washington, D.C. You have to de-incentivize the wealth aspect of Washington, D.C., the power aspect of Washington, D.C. You have to distribute the power to, to the federal government of originally what it was meant to be, okay? All these administrations that come about from the executive branch, Yeah. FBI, Bureau of Land Management, Department of Education, uh, oh, yeah. ATF, DHS. Mm-hmm. The federal government does not have the constitutional authority to do this. There, there is nothing in the con. Well, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, we got to protect it. And that all fall- no, it doesn't. And that falls under the 10th Amendment where the states have the individual right to do them themselves. Yeah. Period. If, if I want to go do anything along those lanes, then I could create an LLC or a business and go do that. And get my little people to follow mm-hmm. me around and do whatever we want to do together. It's not the federal government. Yeah, this should all be up to the people. Yep. Man. So transitioning in. Yeah. Eat Z bugs. I'm not eating Z bugs, okay? No, me either. But transitioning in, Putin and Xi Jinping just met yesterday. This was a monumental meeting. All right. Yeah. Putin and Xi Jinping signed, signed documents on Russia-Chinese strategic cooperation. Putin made the following comments. China is clearly Russia's top trade and economic partner. Trade and economic cooperation is a prior, priority of our relationship. Russia is prepared to increase its oil and uh, natural gas supply to China. Not good. 
Russia is helping to build atomic stations in China. So nuclear power plants in China. Uh, The Ukraine-Russia peace plan was also, the Ukraine-Russia peace plan was also discussed, which the United States immediately came down and said, nope, we'll stick with war. That was just absolutely absurd. Putin, Russia and China strongly oppose violating interests of other countries to gain our own advantage. That is a shot across the bow to the United States of America. I'm going to read that again. Russia and China strongly oppose violating interests of other countries to gain our own advantage. Okay. Wow. So what we're seeing here right now, and I'll be honest with you, is a shifting of the world order, period. You are seeing a shifting in the world order. The new world order is coming, and it's coming fast. Now, the question is, is how long is the World Economic Forum, the globalists, going to allow going to allow this to incur <laughs> with China and Russia? Well, I have feelings on that, and I don't think it's long, which is why I think they're creeping up with this war. Because Russia and China clearly have an advantageous um, alliance with BRICS+. Plus. And we long term, we're done. They're going to be able to take us over, strong arm us. Long term, we act now. Short term, short term, they're going to war because they're fucked because of the alliance. Yep, Russia supports Wong payments in trade with Asia, Africa, and Latin American countries, according to Putin. So, for everybody who doesn't understand what that means, the the whole global economy has been based upon basically the U.S. dollar for the longest time. This has been the strength of the United States because if the do- if the dollar becomes the dominant currency, now when sanctions are issued, those countries can no longer do trade with other countries in dollars because of those sanctions. Russia just came out and said, we are going to support the new system with Asia, Africa, and Latin American countries, BRICS Plus, for payments settled in the Chinese Wong. That's not good in any way, shape, or form. Takes away our influence and decreases the value of the dollar. Massively decreases the value of the dollar. So now Russia and China also came out and they accused the U.S. of undermining global security. Wow. That, that's a big declaration. And I said this, it's not a matter of who would win or lose in a kinetic war. Okay, It's not a matter of who's going to win or lose in a kinetic war. It's a matter that the West has already lost the economic war. And they don't want to change the global reign without a kinetic fight. Okay, Uh, I'm going to repeat that again. World War III is already underway. The U.S. lost the most critical part of it. The West lost the most critical part of it, the economic war. Right now, the BRICS nations, which there's 18 other nations, including Mexico, getting ready to join BRICS, including Saudi Arabia, which has strong indications that they're going to do it. Probably Iran very, very soon as well. The BRICS nations account for 72% of the global population. 68% of global trade. Game, set, match. The two top nations in BRICS just said that those nations... 72% of the world population are going to switch to the Chinese Wong to basically do all transactions in resources. Okay. They, 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 they have control over 62% of global resources. The West cannot survive without those nations. Okay. Yeah. So the United States and the West, they, they 
deny that they've lost the economic war and instead are pushing for a kinetic war. And the reason they push for the kinetic war is because they know that they can defeat Russia or China singularly. But can they defeat both of them together? With the other NATO nations, yes, they can. But NATO nations are dropping. Turkey, Saudi Arabia, they are no longer going to play on this global stage with the United States or the Western allies. And so what you're going to see is you're going to see a shift within the global order here very, very shortly. And when that begins to happen, you're going to see economic travesty happen to the United States dollar, which is already underway. And for people who are watching the banking crisis that's going on right now, I talked about this at length yesterday. SVB, Silicon Valley Bank, the Friday before they collapsed, they Mm -hmm. went to their top depositors and issued massive loans to them. Really? Yeah. Issued loans to them. Guess what happens to those loans after the bank collapses? What? It's made up money. They don't have to pay it back. Only oh the deposits God. of actual cash get paid back. So it's a scam to create more money. It was, a, it was a scam to basically pay off those people for being temporarily without their money, I guess. I don't know. Jeez. I didn't hear about that one. Yep. So it turns out that J.P. Morgan bought the nickel that turned out to be stones. J.P. Morgan Chase owned bags of material kept in a Dutch warehouse that were supposed to contain nickel, but turned out to be full of stones. People familiar with the metal matters said the London Metal Exchange said last week that uh, the Sachs thought to hold 54 metric tons of nickel in an unnamed warehouse had failed to comply with its standards. Basically, there was just nothing but silvery rocks. <laughs> Bunch of stones. Oh, my gosh. Check it out before you buy it, man. <laughs> Global markets are continuing to slide after the Swiss bank giant Credit Suisse, Credit Suisse loses more than 60% of its value after UBS buys it. So my question is, and so the, in pre-market trading, Credit Suisse shares witnessed a significant drop, 60.5% to hit a new low. UBS experienced this 8% loss. The steep movements came a day after intense selling the Asian financial markets. <clears throat> the most notable intervention since the global financial crisis occurred, UBS acquiring Credit, Credit Suisse for 3 billion francs um, in a sudden merger in the world's leading central banks committing to daily dollar funding offerings. This is the, this is the pumping of liquidity into the system. Yeah, I remember talking about this. Okay, what you're seeing right now, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get it kind of get into this, but let me mm-hmm. let me get through the banking news. I'm gonna get into that part right here. Emergency okay. loans to banks spike to record levels as they borrow eye-watering 153 billion, a three thousand percent surge from last week. Tell me there's not a liquidity crisis without telling me there's not a liquidity crisis. Okay, last week we saw a record-breaking spike in bank borrowing from the Federal Reserve with a total of 153 billion dollars borrowed. This surpasses the previous peak during the 2008 financial crisis and highlights the urgency of banks' need for liquidity. The unprecedented borrowing was made through the Fed's discount window, which provides 90-day loans to the banks at a current rate policy of 4.75%, which has risen steeply over the past years. The sharp increase in borrowing can be attributed to the recent failures in the Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank, but basically by the holding of bad assets, specifically by these banks. Now, everybody out there saying that Signature Bank and Silicon Valley Bank and Credit Suisse, this is just the tip of the iceberg. So... 
we go into the Federal Reserve handed out more than $300 billion in loans through its newly created bank term funding program. This is the BTFP, okay? According to the Washington Post, banks would face unprecedented losses if they were forced to liquidate their bond portfolios like SVB did. According to the Post, the total capital buffer in the U.S. banking system it totals $2.2 trillion. Meanwhile, the total unrealized losses in the system, based on a pair of academic papers, is between $1.7 to $2 trillion. In other words, if the banks were suddenly forced to liquidate their bond and loan portfolios, the losses would erase 77% to 91% of their combined capital cushion. It follows a large number of banks are terrifying fragile. The second report on Wall Street cites a study from Stanford and Columbia universities that found that 186 U.S. banks are in distress. An economist, uh, an economist Peter St. Ange, put it, in other words, we were already right up against the edge. This is precisely why the Fed had to create a way for banks to borrow against their devalued bond portfolio. If banks were put in a position where they had to sell those bonds to raise cap capital, they would have fallen like dominoes. The Fed bailout might have been plugged the hole of the dam, but there will almost certainly be cracks in the future. How do we get into the situation? Peter Schiff sums this up. It's because of the government. It's because of the government that Silicon Valley Bank was in the position that it was. The reason it owned so many long-term low-yield U.S. treasuries and mortgage-backed securities was because the Fed kept interest rates at zero for so long. I'd say too long. And the reason that it chose those assets was because bank regulators kind of push banks into treasuries and mortgage-backed securities because they give them favorable accounting treatment. They don't have to take any haircuts. They don't have to mark them to market. So the government created the problem. St. Ange went out in detail and said, in short, well, the tech bros and loose bankers hog the headlines. Well, um, what drives hundreds of banks to the edge is our crony banking system crony capitalism. This is nothing but fascism. In this case, rapid Fed rate hikes crashed into the banking system that was fractional reserve banking and the Fed's lender of last resort, OLR, permanent bailout, have driven to permanently drive as fast as possible or close to the edge of cliff as possible. So this is a casino. The casino was losing and the casino went to the government and said, hey, we need more money because we got to keep this casino going on. Peter Schiff ends here. He says, this is going to cost Americans a lot of money, not because their taxes are going to be raised, but because the Federal Reserve is financing this massive bailout by creating even more inflation. So Americans are going to pay for this at the supermarket and at the gas station. Their cost of living is going to go way up. If you thought inflation was bad last year, it's about to get a whole lot worse. Not only that, is the Fed is talking about increasing the FDIC rates from 250000 per individual to $2.5 million per individual. This is the banks that have to pay this private insurance, this FDIC insurance. The banks get the money to pay that insurance from your deposits. So you are actually paying that insurance, which means that fees and other types of, of uh, ways that banks earn money from your money are going to go up and they're going to pay you less money and they're going to charge you more money, which means that the cost of living is about to go up massively. Jeez. Jeez, I don't, I don't want to participate in their systems. So this is a great article right here. EU merchants brace for cashless future and pending regulations could force the acceptance of the digital euro. Where have we heard this before? Here, man. Yep. While plans to usher in centralized government-controlled money are receiving some pushback in the U.S., consensus seems to be in favor of introducing a central bank digital currency, the digital euro. 
And now the question is exactly how to proceed, including determining strategic objects, uh, objectives. The Eurozone made up of 20 out of the 27 EU members that have adopted the Euro merchants might find themselves under an obligation to accept future European banks, central bank digital currency. Uh, so the paper goes on the point that they're not about to, they, they're already starting the integration, that it's already happening. And that the EU could be the first, just like the EU became the first to to create the union, right? They're supposed to be the North American Union, the African Union, the, right? The South America, the South Union, and then the European Union, the Asian Union. European Union was the only one that actually went forth with it. Why? Because they have easy control over their small populations. So this is what's happening in the banking industry for anybody who wants a, a very easy and simple understanding. They have manipulated the market system so much that it produces financial strain on each American from the upper class, middle class, all the way down to the poverty level to where you can no longer afford to live, pay rent, pay mortgage, pay your bills, or pay your loans. Okay? You have yeah. no disposable income after bills are paid. Food prices are drastically higher. People are resorting to alternative methodologies of investments, alternative methodologies of growing food, getting their own food, these types of things. The banks at the same time, while taking in your deposits, are making very, very bad investments with your money into long-term government bonds that are paying 0% interest because they bought them quite a few years ago. And when they restructured them in the short-term bonds, the bond rates were still less than what they are now, which means that it's easier to go to the Federal Reserve and put your money into a two-year treasury than it is to go buy a CD at your bank to where you might get one and a half percent interest, where on the the, the treasury, the two-year treasury, you're going to get four and a half percent. So there's no incentive to put your money or keep your money with banks. This has created a situation where the smaller banks, okay, are going to begin getting absorbed by the bigger banks. Well, with a CBDC, do you even need more than one bank? Not there with CBDC yet. Hold on. You'll understand exactly where I'm going with this in one second. The bigger banks absorb the small banks as they've been collapsing and crashing, like First Signature and like SVB and like Credit Suisse. These banks are now gone. You have to understand that banks at that size all around the world are going to begin to collapse and get absorbed by these bigger six prominent banks. Once these big six banks have control of all the lower, lesser banks and the money, your, your wealth and my wealth is all distributed amongst them. They shorted the market. They made money during the collapse. The, the wealth transfer occurred because those banks went out of business and the FDIC is not covering your ass like Janet Yellen just said the other day. They're not covering you. They're only going to cover those banks that have a strategic interest in the United States economy. They're not going to cover everyday Americans. Okay. Once these six banks have consolidated all the banking assets and done this transference of wealth, then one of them is going to fail. And once one of them fails, the government's going to come in and say, hey, we're going to bail you out, but we're going to sit on the board of directors with 51% ownership in your bank. It's called nationalization of the banking system. And they're going to do it for all banks. Hey, if we're going to bail them out, we're getting ownership over all your banks. A U.S. government representative is going to sit on the board of directors and we have final authority and say over all actions determined by this bank. And the banks will say, okay, that's fine. Because you want to know what that is? That's called a public-private partnership. All right? Once that happens, you have nationalized banks. 
Now you roll out CBDCs. And we're going to do this new solution called CBDCs. And now you have all these top banks, which were once private banks, where your money's already at, are now government banks. And, and you don't have any choice because there's no banks left to, for you to do business with. And so people will panic. But guess what? You can't pull your money out because now it's nationalized. Now it's on the blockchain. They know where you take that money because it is now tracked. Do you want to know the difference between the digital dollar and the dollar that's in your bank account right now? What? One is tracked on the blockchain and one's not. Okay. Okay. So if one is already a digital dollar, it's already treated as a digital dollar. And it's simply just not on the blockchain. All they have to do is give it a unique identifier that is created on the blockchain, blockchain a one-to-one ratio or one-to-one -one variation. Okay. So the digital dollar in your account probably has a serial number, one trillion four hundred and twenty-two billion four hundred and twenty-six million something, 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 something. They replicate that on the blockchain, and now the blockchain traces that wherever it goes in a strategic blockchain wallet. Now they know where that dollar has gone, who's it's transferred to, where it's transferred to, where it's spent on, every transaction that dollar's ever done. And now they know what you're spending your money on, where you're putting your money, how you're investing your money. You, you want to talk about you want to talk about why they wanted 85,000 IRS agents over the next 10 years? It was because of the integration of CBDCs. Because once CBDC comes in, they're going to have all of your money go to these nationalized banks and they're going to start pulling back all these back transactions for seven years. And they're going to be looking at what you did with your money over the last seven years. And they're going to start investigating everyday American citizens and auditing them. Not only that, is they're going to need 85,000 IRS agents to start taking out all the American citizens who they don't agree with what you're doing with your money. Yeah, or if you don't participate in their system or, yeah. Yep. So, guys, as a reminder, tonight we have the After Dark chat on uh, Social Red Pill. And so I urge you guys, if you want to check that out, the After Dark chat is on Social Red Pill. You can scan that QR code that's up on your screen right now. That'll get you over there. It's completely free to join. It's free to take part in the After Dark chat. Uh, once you get into the After Dark chat, you go to Events tab. Or once you get into the Social Red Pill, you go to the Events tab on the left-hand side, and you'll see Social Red Pill Zoom. That's where we will be. That typically starts at about uh, about 30. It, it actually starts directly after the show's over. But I'll be on there usually about 30 minutes after. So check that out, socialredpill.com. If you don't see the link, go ahead and scan that QR code. It'll get you over there. Uh, that is tonight after this show. And then what else do we have here? We have a whole series of donations coming in through our Battle of Streams. And so Battle of Streams, this is between DLive, uh, Rumble, Pilled, and Facebook. Thank you guys all for the donations. Much appreciated. Slumdog gifted a can. The best is yet to come. I agree 100% Slumdog. Thank you so much. Racing Ray 42 gifted a can. Anyone else picking up Parsman, uh, Parmesan crumbs out of their carpet? <laughs> <laughs> nope, not yet, but thanks, Racing Ray. Much appreciated. <laughs> Bayonet donated one ice cream. Dean the Bean 911 one lemon. Thank you so much, Bayonet and Dean the Bean. Fringe Weller donated 117 gold pills. Thank you so much, Fringe Weller. Grismo7, three lemons. Thank you so much, Grismo. Just Jim donated the can. 717. Thank you so much, Just Jim. Just Smack 1974 gifted can. 
Hi from the Just Mac show. Hey, Just Mac. Nice to see you out here. Thank you so much for joining us. Hit me up sometime. Shannon1313 donated eight lemons. Thank you so much, Shannon1313. And another two lemons. Thank you so much, Shannon. Cynthia gifted a cookie. Grandma5 Revolt, three lemons. Thank you so much, Cynthia and Grandma5 Revolt. Racing Ray gifted a can. Thank you so much, Racing Ray. Patriot of Pisces, one diamond, two lemons. And Bayonet, five lemons. Thank you so much, Patriot of Pisces and Bayonet. Me, Brenda, donated one diamond with a heart, fire heart. Thank you so much, me, Brenda. Derived one ice cream. Me, Brenda, again, is gifted five one-month subscription to users in the channel. Thank you so much, Derived to me, Brenda. Me, Brenda, donated one diamond. Bayonet four lemons. Thank you so much, me, Brenda, and Bayonet. And Georgia Vixen, one ice cream, RPG 3573, two ice creams, and Shannon 1313, one ice cream. Thank you so much, Georgia Vixen, RPG 3573, and Shannon 1313. And uh, guys, you know, as a reminder, if you guys want to help support us in any way, shape, or form, we do have that QR code that is left up there. I didn't realize it was still up there, but that is left up there from the other night. If you want to support us on our Give, Send, Go campaign, Gifts uh, redpills.tv slash go, or it's actually givesendgo.com slash redpills. You can see that right there. Um, and so that's put up on the screen right there with that QR code. Uh, the cash app one is in the top left-hand corner. Um, if you guys are into cryptocurrency, right there's us take you all of our wallets for the red pill. Uh, Red Pill Project, redpills.tv slash send crypto. And uh, listen, I mean, we, we are supported by users like you. That's it. That, that's how we do this. That's how we're able to maintain and do this day in and day out. We spend a lot of hours every day going through news and information, you know, getting content for shows, doing research. So much appreciated for everybody out there who helps support the Red Pill Project. For anybody else out there that was looking for affiliate stuff, and this will just be my, my only break of this. If you're interested in Dr. Kirk Elliott getting that silver buoy and gold buoy or getting that IRA transferred over or, or options, what to do with your 401k. There's that QR code right there. You can also go to getgoldtoday.com, getgoldtoday.com, Dr. Kirk Elliott. Um, and then for anybody who uses Mike Lindell, the MyPillow 2.0 re, uh, reboot is in effect, mypillow.com. Use that promo code RPP. That'll get you in there. And uh, you can see that right there, my, all new MyPillow 2.0 just use that promo code. And then for anybody who's looking at the emergency food supply, special partner offer, you have a three month emergency food supply and it'll last a lot longer than three months. I guarantee you right there, my Patriot supply. And what you need to do is you need to go to redpills.tv slash Patriot. If you want to go to this redpills.tv slash Patriot, that's how you get there. All right, back into the show, ladies and gentlemen, let's do this. Um, Ben Collins says, I'm at a pro-Trump protest put on by the New York uh, Young Republicans Club. Not a joke. There are more reporters here than Trump supporters. Why? Because Trump did a rug pull on these SOBs. He said, hey, everybody get out there and protest. And everybody said, are you crazy? We're not falling for that. And nobody showed up. And so everybody there are just reporters, not Trump supporters. If you remember this story, the head, a high school football coach was fired for praying with players, was rehired and awarded nearly $2 million in a lawsuit. Good for him. Heck, Heck yeah. yeah. Good for him. This, is, uh, this was a years-long illegal battle. Christian high school assistant football coach Joseph Kennedy has been reinstated to his position and awarded nearly $2 million after he was fired for leading prayers, uh, players in prayer after each game. 
And you know what? We used to do that after every football game. We would kneel down, pray. Before each football game, we would pray. So more power to him. Uh, Tanzania says five dead in Marburg virus outbreak. Could this be it? Could this be the breaking out of Marburg? I don't think. You know what, guys? I will be honest with you in the sense of the new pandemic. You and I have zero things to worry about. There's not going to be another pandemic. Oh, that's good. Well, there's not going to actually be a virus breaking out. What there's going to be, there's going to be things that are going to kill people that are going to look like pandemics, but they're harmless to people who have strong immune system like bull. (laughs) They are going to kill off the immunocompromise. That's what they're going to do. Clearly. Yeah, it seems like the plan. That's what they're doing now. Why not continue that genocide? Well, that's exactly it. It's exactly what they're going to do. They're going to kill off the immunosuppressed. Why? Because that's 1.3 billion people. And that's a good start for them. Plus, if there's a big, massive war, they could just say, well, you know, a lot of them died from this disease that just happened to be happening at the same time. We swear. There there it is. And how about this one, guys? CDC, deadly fungal infection is spreading at an alarming rate. The CDC says that the deadly fungal infection is spreading in the United States at an alarming rate. The drug-resistant fungus known as Candida, Candida um, auris is a type of yeast that can cause severe illness in some people. The number of people diagnosed with infections, as well as the number of those who were found through screening to be carrying C. auroris, um, has been rising at an alarming rate since it was first reported in the U.S. Researchers from the Center on Disease Control and Prevention reported Monday that the increases, especially in the most recent years, I wonder why, are really concerning. We've seen increases not just in areas of ongoing transmission, but also in new areas. Now, just let me read this, and then I'll explain to you what's going on here. The CDC's new warning published in the Annals of Internal Medicine comes as Mississippi is fighting a growing outbreak of the fungus. Since November, at least 12 people have been infected with C. auris, with four potentially associated deaths. Uh, according to the state's health department, Tammy Yates, spokesperson for the Mississippi State Department of Health, in an email. Unfortunately, multi-drug-resistant organisms such as this Candida auris have become more prevalent among our high-risk individuals, such as residents in long-care, long-term care facilities. Wait a minute. Highest-risk individuals, such as those residents in long-term care facilities. Where have I heard these two things put together before? Weren't those the people that were first vaccinated and boosted? Yep, they were. And so the transmission is ongoing in two long-term care facilities in Mississippi. C. auris has also now been detected in more than half of the U.S. states, a new study found. Researchers also discovered that the incident of people not infected with the fungus but colonized by it increased by 21% in 2020 compared to 2019 and by 209% in 2021 with an increase of 4,041 in 2021 compared to 1,310 in 2020. Hmm. Gosh. Hmm. You know what it sounds to me? This sounds like to me is that the candida that's already in your body is genetically mutating to become toxic to human beings and resistant to any types of treatment. And the reason it's mutating is because the immunological structure and biochemical structure of the body has changed. 
the terrain mm. that it lives in has changed. Your immune system yeah. no longer has the ability to fight off candina and keep it at bay so it has mutated and evolved into something that is now harmful to take over the host because that's what fungi do i i would i think you're right but something that comes to my mind with this is when they say something is um resistant to resistant they're talking about resistance to pharmaceuticals some natural remedy might still knock that thing out I wonder what natural remedy is the strongest anti or what just remedy <laughs> is the strongest antifungal on the planet. And literally everybody who's listening to the show has some sitting right at home. Do you know what that is, Vince? Do you know what it is, Vince? Sunlight. Nope. What? Oh, regular ivermectin. Oh, really? Ivermectin is the strongest antifungal in the world. Wow. And baking soda. Fungi cannot exist in a completely alkaline environment. Well, yeah, they can, but Candida can. Candida is uh, feeds off of sugar. Yeah, so guess so what? If you fast and starve Candida, yeah. can it grow? Yeah, that's what that's what those monks do. Yep. Starve everything. A new uh, article by childrenshealthdefense.org says if kids and teens keep getting COVID boosters, what will happen in 10 years? Do you really want to know? Yes. I don't think people are ready for that conversation. It's a great article. Yeah, it is. So far, children have been largely unfazed by the COVID-19 because they're in interferon pathways work really well interferon is an immune molecule that protects cells against invading pathogens the covid19 jab inhibits the type 1 interferon pathway so mass injecting young children may actually erase the natural herd immunity against covid19 that would develop if all children remain unjabbed aggressive cancers have exploded among adults who got the shots even though that's been a little over two years since the rollout Analysis of a U.S. or mor- uh, morbidity and mortality weekly report suggests the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, I- Prevention is redesignating cancer deaths as COVID-19 deaths to eliminate the cancer signal, and has been doing so since April 2021. They've also seen massive increases in excess mortality from abnormal clotting issues and heart problems since COVID-19 shots rolled out. If side effects such as cancer, heart disease, and stroke are killing working age adults in unprecedented numbers already, what will the excess mortality be? Says 10 years from now, children and teens keep getting the mRNA boosters each year. That's not an answer I think anybody really wants to uh, discuss. Yeah, it's not fun. Oh, Link, I want to check it out. I already know who this guy is. Dr. Hyman, he's awesome. Yep, Dr. Hyman, he's awesome. That's, uh, he's actually on Tony Robbins' uh, Life Force team, Dr. Hyman. Oh, you just had a class? Oh, that's awesome. So JTAC's talking about Dr. Hyman. He's saying that he just had a, uh, a class with Dr. Hyman and uh, drhyman.com. And he's actually on okay. Tony Robbins' uh, uh, Life Force team, so... Actually, I got my. I, I purchased some NMM, NMN, today. I, well, I purchased it last week and I got it in today. What is that? Um, uh, nicotinamide, uh, nicotinamide mononucleotide. Oh. So, nicotinamide, nicotinamide, nicotinamide mononucleotide. 
um, is found by. Yep, it's well repairs basically damaged cells and DNA, and has been shown to extend longevity. Yep, so awesome stuff right there. And now we'll jump back into the good news, I guess. Ex-CDC chief warns a coming great pandemic worse than COVID. Calls (laughs) coronavirus a minor event, even though it killed 7 million. It didn't really kill 7 million. I do believe the next pandemic, and we're going to have another pandemic, and I think it's going to be a great pandemic. I consider COVID a minor pandemic. The great pandemic is going to come. Hmm, I wonder if it's going to be called like catastrophic contagion or spars <laughs> or something like that. This is this is why I want land, an RV, and an off-grid station. Because right when I hear the CDC is warning, all right, let's go. <laughs> like moving away from civilization for a little while. But what are we going to do to survive? Here's the we'll be fine. I like that. It reminds me of this theory. If the CDC is issuing a warning in the middle of the forest and no one's there to hear it, did the CDC issue a warning? (laughs) If the CDC issues a warning to public and everybody is in the forest, did anybody hear the warning? No. And they didn't get the virus either or died from the pandemic. We were just uninformed. We didn't know what was going on. It's like those yeah. those those uh those indigenous tribes that live in the middle of the the Amazon. No idea. Sorry, yeah. you guys went through that. It sucks for you, but that's the key, right? Is we're sitting here one day and all of a sudden, emergency alert! New CDC declares new pandemic for spars. All right, uh, breaking my lease, close my bank accounts <laughs> out, getting gold and silver. We're moving. Going to the land, start building the bunkers out, and yeah, that, that's it. I'm I'm leaving society. I I'm me and my kids, we're leaving society when that happens. Done. Just pull them out of school. We'll homeschool. I'll have all the time in the world to homeschool. But I'm not gonna deal with that shit. Oh, this is great. This this is just great. Bill Gates oral vaccine tri- triggers polio outbreak in Africa. National emergency has been declared. An experimental oral vaccine developed by Bill Gates and Melinda Gates Foundation has triggered a polio outbreak in Burundi, which is paralyzing children, according to local reports. Now, we we talked about this yesterday, but I wanted to bring about is this is the same oral polio vaccine that they were giving to Ukrainian children and Ukrainian immigrants before they came to the United States. Do oh, you great. remember like last year around this time when Ukrainian um, uh what are they? Refugees were coming to New York City. They were getting diagnosed with polio and there's polio outbreaks in New York City. This was why it was because of this vaccine. Gosh, gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe it. My goodness. They're just they just won't stop. How I they need to arrest this guy, Gates. I don't think he's gonna be arrested. I don't think he's gonna ever see a court. Dang. But don't ask me what I think is gonna happen to him. Okay. Shocking, New York government seeks authorization to detain citizens in quarantine camps without rights during the next pandemic. An alarming development, the Democrat governor in New York, Kathy Hochul, has been caught appealing to the courts to grant her authorization to detain citizens in quarantine camps against her will, despite the camps being deemed unconstitutional. The controversial move has sparked widespread concern among the public and would involve an arbitrary detention of New Yorkers without notice legal rights with no set time frame as determined by the health department um good good luck with this you know what's going to happen is the moment this pandemic occurs and they say okay we're opening up con- uh, 
concentration or sorry, uh, quarantine camps, <laughs> you're going to have 50,000 armed New Yorkers storming her house. And she's going to get hung. I'm telling you, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not joking with you here. That's what's going to fucking happen. If DeSantis did it in Florida, that's what's going to happen to him. People are going to rise up and they're going to get pissed and they're going to take what they know and they're going to do what they have to do. You're going to have absolute anarchy. I'm telling you, the next pandemic, if there is any restriction whatsoever, you are going to have absolute anarchy. It's just, it's not going to happen. Okay. I don't know if anarchy is the right word, but yes. Oh, it's it's absolutely the right word. It is? I I think it's the right word. Okay. I think anarchy is the right word because it would be individuals and small groups taking taking their actions into their own hands, taking, taking the power themselves. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to be organized civil war or anything like that. No, it's going to be people just absolute chaos. People are going to take over their towns. Yeah. Breaking into well, No, people are going to be breaking into like politicians houses in the middle of the night and William Wallace them. Could happen. I could see. I don't want it to happen. I don't, I don't support that, but it's going to happen. No, I mean, you can only push the society so far, man, and that is complete tyranny there. Uh, she's she's crazy. And let's face it, Cuomo did it. Fool us once. He killed everyone's grandmothers, forcing them all into the nursing homes yep. in terrible conditions and force jabbing them. Not again. It's not going to happen again. I hope. So the new reports are that President Donald Trump will be indicted tomorrow and that the court hearing is going to be next week. What does that mean? His arraignment will be next week is that if he surrenders tomorrow, he will be sitting in jail for a week. That's the plan. That's they want him alone. Like you yep, said, they want him alone and it's the secret service will be the ones that surrender him over. I'm telling you, watch out, watch the fuck out. This is this. I just don't have a good feeling about this. They're going to try to Epstein him. I think so. I absolutely think so. They're going to say they're going to Epstein him. You know, let, let's say he gets in the jail in a jail cell by himself and, oh, he hung himself. He was just so depressed about what happened. And he couldn't deal with the guilt. You know, Trump. I hope not, because that'll be absolutely civil war at that point. In time. Yeah. You talk about chaos. That won't end well. Nope. Mm, no. All right, let me see what else we got here. The U.S. Air Force just denied the release of all visual imagery of the balloon shootdowns in February of this year. They claim each responsive record requested is classified and exempt from release via FOIA. The reasons given point two: intelligent activities, including covert actions, intelligent sources of methods and cryptology, and 1.4, scientific, technological, or economic matters relating to national security. In other words, they're lying and... Yeah, uh, you know the new thing is that they weren't even Chinese balloons; they were ours. And this is what yeah. we we proposed, but they were completely ours. And they needed yeah. a distraction and blamed it on China. Uh, China and Russia, Xi Jinping and Vladimir Putin came out and said that they have agreed that nuclear war must never be unleashed, and made the declaration not to use nukes in any war. Wow. So much peace coming from these people hated by the West. Isn't that weird? 
Yeah, dude, don't be posting that shit on here. What? Oh, some dude. Get the hell out of here. Go to someone else's chat and spread shit. All right, where was I? <laughs> uh, Fox News catches Biden Ammon re uh, administration releasing Chinese illegals in the U.S. sparking outrage. And yes, this is Fox News cameras were rolling as more Chinese nationals illegally crossed into the uh, the RGV sector this morning. This group of five would not say how much they were paid uh, as smugglers, but uh, this comes as yesterday they were recorded them detaining them, taking them to the holding processing station, and then releasing them after. And this is Chinese nationals, no reason to be in our country, and not deporting them back. War. Invasion. Yep. Chinese, though. Interesting. Well, huh? it, it, they didn't seem like too much of an invasion. But, I mean, look, look, they were like old ladies and stuff like that. Oh, really? Yeah, so Why? Sheriff Benny Martinez, uh, the incumbent sheriff in Brooks County, Texas, as uh, he says that the U.S.-Mexico border should be shut down and secured if the government really wants to address illegal immigration and crime. And I agree with him. We need to move the military there. We need to secure and shut down that border completely and totally. And what would an illegal immigrant do when bullets are flying over their head? It's over. You know, you, you know go ahead, go ahead, I'm, I'm standing by the idea of making the border the world's largest shooting range, maybe even a nature reserve, hunting grounds. Um, and that would keep them away too. Well, you know what also would keep them away? Hmm. If let's just say that the that the landowners right there on the border all decided to put IEDs and <laughs> bear traps hidden on their land. Yeah. It's private land. They have every right to do that. I guess so, huh? Yeah. Just means they'll have to dig their tunnels a little bit extra. My gosh. Texas would love it. <laughs> They'd have live cameras set up, $10 a month streaming. <laughs> Dude, it would be a riot. It would be a tourist destination. It would be just amazing. Build some yep. cabins. Oh, man. So the U.S. has not does not even allow Ukraine to even consider negotiating. Ukraine's Western backers, um, and the U.S. in particular, are doing their best to prevent Kyiv uh, from entering into any negotiations with Moscow, Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov has said the officials made the remarks on the sidelines of the talks between Russia and China's Putin and Xi Jinping, saying that um, they, they want to negotiate a peace. China's willing to do it. And the U.S. is stepping in and saying no. And uh, actually, Zelensky just invited Xi Jinping to Ukraine. Really? I doubt Xi Jinping's going to go because I think that Xi Jinping would see that as a... Potential, setup. yeah, setup. Just so happens that Russia decides to bomb Kiev at that same day, and Russia takes oh, out China, yeah, right? right? Right, yeah, that'll be the biggest false flag ever. Yeah. So, uh, four Republican congressmen have uh, entreated President Joe Biden to send cluster munitions, a controversial weapon banned in 110 countries, to Ukraine, dismissing concerns about escalating the conflict as misplaced in the letter of the White House. This is, dude. These people need to go. So yeah. because of the vague concerns about the reaction of allies and partners and unfounded fears of escalation, Senator James Reich, Idaho, Roger Wicker, Mississippi, Michael McCall, Texas, and Mike Rogers, Alabama, wrote in their letter um, that the vague concerns about the reactions of allies and partners and unfounded fears of escalation, um, that the Biden administration 
shouldn't hesitate to send the cluster munitions. Unbelievable. So you remember that drone that Russia knocked out of the sky, the MQ-9 Raptor? Yeah. So apparently the U.S. and Pentagon lied all about it. <laughs> wow. Who would have thunk it? Who would have thought? And I even said this in private conversation. I'm telling you, it wasn't over the Black Sea. So Russia claims that the drone was in Russian airspace. See, the United States does not recognize Crimea as Russian. So there would have been no airspace violation in the United States' view. But in Russia's view, that's you. That's Russian airspace. And they wanted to take it. They had every right to take it down because it was in Russian airspace, as international law states. But they didn't want to shoot it down because they didn't want to destroy the intelligence on board. Yep. So, yeah. Okay, we already touched on those. Yeah, bomb threats are being made against the Manhattan DA courts and NYPD headquarters as possible Trump indictment nears. Guys, watch out for false flags. I'm telling you, watch out for false flags. They are going to do some type of false flag activity and blame it on Trump supporters. That yeah. is almost must what they're going to do. Yeah, apparently there was a building that started vibrating or shaking too that got reported and evacuated. And they Dude, said it was it, a fucking elevator. Yeah, they said they were working on the elevators, which I don't know. It just seemed weird that that came out the same day these bomb threats are coming out. It's just odd. You're right. False flags inbound. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hey, guys, is uh, Rumble. Is anybody having trouble listen, hearing me on Rumble? Let me see here. No, we're fine on Rumble. So whoever that was who was saying they were having troubles on Rumble, refresh because it's just it's just you. Yeah, five five. Yep. But guys, listen, with everything that's happening in the world, the economic turmoil that's occurring, uh, I'm putting my money in gold and silver. Not all of it. I'm diversifying. You guys know I like crypto. Uh, I'm also doing land. Getgoldtoday.com. That is our premier sponsor here at the Red Pill Project. Gold and silver bullion. You can buy a few hundred bucks worth. You can buy a few thousand. You can open an IRA with them, which you can fund monthly. You can transfer an IRA in. You can do your 401ks and discuss how to get your money out of your 401k if it is managed by your employer, how to get your money into gold and silver. Or if it's unmanaged, you can actually transfer that unmanaged 401k directly into an IRA. So keep that in mind. You guys can go ahead and use that promo code right there, getgoldtoday.com. Just fill out that form below. Uh, once again, if you guys wanted to help support the Red Pill Project, there's our redpills.tv slash go. That's a Give, Send, Go campaign. You can scan that little QR code. That'll get you there. In the left-hand corner, there's a Donate on Cash App. You guys can check that out as well. And then for cryptocurrency, if you guys want to donate cryptocurrency to the Red Pill Project, and it does help keep us alive and keep the lights on and keep all of this going right there, donate to the Red Pill. That's redpills.tv slash send crypto or just scan that QR code. All right, guys. That's all we have for you tonight. Uh, don't forget in about uh, 10 minutes on socialredpill.com. 10 minutes on socialredpill.com. You guys can go in and join uh, the Social Red Pill Zoom. Uh, tonight is the live q and I will be on there in just a little bit. So you guys, I'll keep that up for you while I read these. Um, so you guys can join in on that. I wanted to give a thanks out to uh, Long Gears 97, Gifted the Ship. 
Thank you so much, Long Gears 97. Vader's 369 gifted some shades. Thank you so much, Vader. Uh, Long Gears 97 gifted a ship. Oh, you already put that one up there. Uh, Racing Ray 42 gifted a can. Me, Brendan, donated one diamond. Take care, everyone. Bloodlines Matter donated one diamond. Thank you so much, Bloodlines Matter. Me, Brenda, Racing Ray 42, Vader 369, and Long Gears 97 for all the donations, guys. Much appreciated. And then Social Red Pill Zoom is right there if you guys want to go ahead and join that it's free to join you can also support us with a subscription but much love respect god bless you guys we'll be back with you tomorrow night with another episode of the red pill project's daily dose and um guys the best is yet to come i'm telling you the reason i know that is because we're still here we're still fighting we have taken over the idea of information and since the fact that we have taken over the idea of information since we control the information domain they cannot defeat us they will have to annihilate us before that happens. And I guarantee you, they will be annihilated before that ever happens. So much love, respect. God bless. Tonight, we're going to talk about the best is yet to come on the Red Pill uh, dark After Dark Q&A. So take care, guys. Good night. Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace, or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign. And it is indeed brutal. And uh, they call me Eye Patch McCain. <laughs> I, I think it's, I, I haven't, look. Frankly, uh, if you look at the media, where the media is a closed media, we don't have an open free media anymore. They don't want to hear anything. They don't write about it. It's a, it's collusive. It's uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it. It all happened during this period of time. It happened just before the election. They wouldn't talk about certain subjects that you know better than anybody, Michael. And uh, you know that's the beginning of communism.